you know, Linda shared something. She said, she said, I got all warm. She said, I, when somebody prayed for her, she got all warm. And, you know, you don't have to get all warm. But I want to tell you something. You can taste and see that God is good. Amen. You know, he's not a God that's just off somewhere that we just know about intelligently. But he's a God that we can taste and see that he's good. Amen. That if we got things going on, we can come to him and we can know that he is who he says he is. And, and I just, I just you know, think it's important. You know, I shared last week about, you know, you can know God, but, you know, we can taste and see that he's good. We can taste, we can know that he's good. We can know that. Um, this morning, the youth are going to come up and they're going to share a little bit and then I'm going to share. Um, they're going to share about their mission trip uh, down to Kentucky and, and what they were doing and what happened with them. So, Diana? And who else? Whoever? Whosoever? Good morning. Hope you all are doing well. Um, so we had, um, we took five youth with us. We have one brave one right here. <laughs> I may let her talk. We may. <laughs> all right, so um, first I'll just go through the pictures. And um, some of the days the guys and the girls were separated. So uh, Jeremy will then explain what they did, okay? All right. Oops. Too fast. Come on. All right. So um, every morning, we um, our alarms would go off at 7 in the morning, and we would have our devotions. Um, I made them a handy-dandy little book here. And every morning, they had scriptures that they had to read, and they had to be quiet. Um, and they, as you can see there, they're big and quiet, and they're reading and I told them if they finished early, you know, this is the time to pray and get your focus. Um, and then um, after we did that, then we would have breakfast. And we usually started our work projects between somewhere between 8.30 and 9, just depended on where we were going. But that is them doing their morning devotions. Also, um, then at the end of the day, um, this is something that I did when I went on my mission trips. Um, but we had journaling. And uh, so every night, I don't know how well they did. I didn't check up on them. But every night, I wanted them to write something in their journal that they did that day. So when they stuffed this silly book away somewhere, then uh, Meadow lost hers already. <laughs> when she finds it in 10 years, she can look back in her journal and say, oh, on this date, I did this. I went on a missions trip to Kentucky, and this is what I did. And it's going to bring flood back a bunch of wonderful memories. Right. <laughs> All right. Is, did it go that way? There we go. Okay, so on our first day of working, oh, if you follow our youth group page uh, on face, yeah, Facebook, um, you already probably saw a lot of this and much more, much more pictures, many more pictures than what we have what I have here. Um, but this was our first work day. The guys and girls were separated. Girls went and painted this house. Uh, we had to, and that's not, that's another church that was also there at Laurel Mission with us. Um, so the other group, the, it was just a bunch of ladies, and we just painted. We primed and painted the ceiling. Um, 
And then Meadow and Kyrie did that back room that's blue. They were, that's for a little girl. She wanted a blue room, and then they had somewhere, a girl in that church group um, was an artist, and she was going to paint clouds in the room. Um, so she did that. And so we, and then the girls and I, I didn't get a picture of it on here, but the uh, Kyrie, Meadow, and I, they had a bathroom that needed to be like, um, I guess, kind of like sanded down. The drywall needed to be sanded down and then primed. So that's what we did. We, the three of us, worked on that. And then I went um, and trimmed um, some trim in the back room. So, all right, Jeremy's turn. Well, uh, we saw a little bit of this last week, uh, what Ron was sharing, but this is where we were adding on two bedrooms for the two girls that are sleeping in rooms smaller than most of our bathrooms, and the one girl was sleeping in the kitchen. But uh, we had to dig holes, uh, a little bit different than building houses here in Ohio. We're used to concrete foundations and big uh, motorized equipment that digs for us. Uh, we had to use shovels and pry bars and dig through dirt and rock. Um, so, I don't know, Nathan told us that we were going to be digging like 9 or 12 holes, and there was going to be like 12 guys, and I'm thinking, no problem, we'll be done by lunchtime. Yeah, right. Uh, we didn't even finish 9 holes in one day, and I was beat. I had blisters. It, it was rough. It was hot. I mean, there's like trees all the way around, and you're just like in this hole and nothing but sun, and all you could do is pray for clouds. <clears throat> and there was a, a, a big rock had slid down. I think Ron talked about this, but uh, the homeowner was trying to remove the rock, and so he had to, he was drilling and blasting, and uh, so some of the guys took turns trying to break up the rock, and I think that's Keaton. Not really sure, but yeah, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, going down there. We didn't really know what projects we were going to be doing, and some of the kids didn't understand. You know, hey, we want you to bring work clothes, and we want you to bring, uh, you know, play clothes, and so some of them didn't really know what work clothes were. But um, <clears throat> like Matthew, all he had was like these nice tennis shoes. And I'm like, that's what you wore to work in? Your mom's going to kill you if you come home with those things. You do some of the work here. So I brought an extra pair of boots and let them wear those all week. But do you have any more pictures? All right. So on day two then, um, we got out of painting in at least the first part of the morning because that's a long day to paint. We started at like 9 o'clock and didn't get done until 5 I, I like to paint, but not that long. <laughs> um, so I convinced Nathan, <laughs> who runs Laura Mush, and I'm like, hey, we can do something in the clothing center. Wouldn't that be fun? And he's like, fine, you can go help my mama. So we went and helped his mama. And um, we, you can kind of see the right where Kyrie is. Kyrie is wearing the green shirt. That's the shoe section of the clothing center that they can go and pick whatever they need. And then where Meadow is, that is all the clothing and items. It looks like it's kind of like just tossed in there, but it actually all of that is folded. And that's what we helped to do. There was just, she had just gotten a, like a shipment of just 
clothes. And so our job was to go through them, sort them, and fold them and put them in their sections. And then she, then we also had to do um, free bags. Uh, so then people, like, it was stuff that didn't have tags and it was sizes or it was, like, really stained. And so you just fill a garbage bag full of just free stuff that just didn't have a place. Um, so anyways, our job was to fold and sort stuff, and that was done. And then what we did, we had to clean the shoe racks off, dust them, wipe them down, and then put the shoes back on, and then sweep the floors. So Kyrie is demonstrating how not to sweep. Meadow is demonstrating the proper way to sweep. (laughs) They do learn some stuff while they're on this trip. (laughs) All right. um, So Jeremy was gone, but um, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was walking around or something. All of a sudden I heard chainsaws, and I was like, ooh, they're working. I need to document this. And so... um, Base, what they were doing is there was like a stump or a log or something right there that had just been sitting there, and Nathan saw the use in our guys. And our, the guys that we took were kind of, you know, they're big and stocky. You know, he's like, I like you guys. You can do some work. <laughs> um, so he had, they got the chainsaws out, and they were cleaning up some stuff around the front of that. That's the beehive. That's um, the bigger um, lodging area that they have for groups and stuff and where their youth group meets. All right, so this, this was a fun day. (laughs) While the girls were in doing the clothes stuff, the guys were tasked with doing tar. Jeremy's going to explain more. I've never had to work with asphalt before. I'm more of a concrete guy. But uh, uh, we learned how to uh, reseal a driveway. Um, but, uh, this, this is where the, the whole work clothes thing kind of came into play. Um, you know, the, the boys showed up and Nathan's like, you're going to do this wearing that. And it's like, well, these guys have never done it before. Um, so he's like, um, any of you guys don't want to ruin your boots. You go to the, um, the clothing center and get a free pair of shoes. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, Keith and he went down and got a different pair of shoes so he didn't ruin his boots. But, um, out of my old pair of boots, I, I think it might've, uh, resealed them, waterproofed them. So... <laughs> <clears throat> I thought it was awesome. Yeah, maybe my boots will last longer, but uh, it was definitely messy. Um, if you saw the g- girls painting and how much paint they had on them, the boys were the same way with the tar. By the time they were done, they had tar. I mean, who wears shorts? I mean, they got tar up their legs and on their arms and everywhere. And, you know, when we were done with this, we went down to the waterfall, and and then they took showers, and they came out of the shower, and it's like, did you get wet? You still have tar on you. <laughs> But uh, I, f- I forget if we had like 20 buckets or something, and I don't know if Nathan thought that was going to be enough. And we got like halfway down the driveway, and he's like, oh, we're not going to have enough tar. Um, so then he ordered more. Um, but uh, the picture on the right, that's the whole driveway coming down from the road and then uh, maybe a third of the parking lot there in front of the church. Uh, we had that done about 1230, and we went and ate lunch. And then we had the lumber truck come in for the wood for the house that we were doing, the the addition. And so Danny and I and Nathan went up to deliver the wood while the girls and the guys, everybody stayed back, and they put another 20 buckets of tar down. And uh, when we left, like, we didn't get, like, five minutes up the road, and it started raining. And Nathan's like, well, hope it doesn't rain at the mission. We got back. Like, I was surprised how much tar they put down. They put down another, like, 19 buckets of tar. 
so I don't know how it didn't rain there. You know, we were only gone five minutes, but uh, unfortunately, it rained there, and the twenty buckets of tar they put down after lunch didn't stick very well. So they're gonna have to reseal all that. But that was kind of bad. But so now we now we all know something about asphalt. So on one of our free nights, that's Meadow, <laughs> one of our free nights after we uh, work really hard all day, then we get free time or do something really fun at the end of the day. Um, this was towards the end of the week, so these pictures are a little mixed up. But uh, they have um, horses that just roam the mountains. And these horses are so awesome because uh, you bring... You bring crackers or graham crackers or any kind of food, and, and they're, they're like, oh, free food. Here we come. And there were like, how many, I don't know how many, there were 24 horses that just kind of hang out up on this mountain. They don't really belong to anybody. They're just there. And so they just hang out. That one is actually blind. Um, there were a couple blind ones in the group. There were two. Okay. Meadow says there's two. So we were in the bed of... Um, Nathan's truck, and so then, you know, all we have to do is pull up there, and the horses are well-trained to come up and get food, and so we got to feed them, pet them, and all that good stuff. And then uh, there, there's someone at the top of the truck has crackers or something, and then all the horses are up there. And then this one, we were up at the campfire, and this little pony, a couple ponies, followed us all the way up, farther up on the hill for our campfire probably because they could hear the bags rattling of crackers, and so they're like, more free food, here we come. <laughs> so that little pony followed us up. Come on. Yeah, you can just click it. So there's some of the other horses just hanging out. Go ahead. Okay, another day uh, after working really hard, we got to go to the waterfall. And uh, Matthew would disagree with me. He's like, it's not cold, it's freezing. It's like dumping into an ice bucket. <laughs> so the, uh, we spent like an hour and a half there, and the kids just got to climb up on the top there, and you can jump off and go swimming and, and stuff. And if you followed our mission, or if I follow our youth group page, um, my kids thought it would be fun to put a little stuffed monkey in um, our food totes after I told them to put it away. So I thought, well, let's just make fun. Let's make this fun. And the kids, I didn't think, would have a great time with this. I thought they would think it was dumb. Um, but they were all begging. They're like, here, let me see the monkey. I want to take a picture with the monkey. The monkey's going to do this now. So we had a mission trip monkey. And then I would send the pictures back to my kids so they felt connected with the whole experience and stuff. But So that was what we did. And finally, thank you. Thank you for your prayers, your financial support, and um, the opportunity to go and serve other people that aren't, uh, that don't have some of the same stuff that we have. Um, one of the houses that we, the house that we painted, um, they got a brand new house because the trailer they were living in, I'm not even sure how it was still standing. Um, you could see like the sides of the outside walls were just coming off the side of the trailer and you could see inside their trailer and all their stuff and it was just a mess but so um so thank you Meadow do you want to say anything okay okay we're done <laughs>
Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, you know we go down there and we, we serve that area. And uh, just recently, somebody said to me, well, why do we go all over and we don't do anything around here? Well, I think that's a legitimate question. What's, you know, it's okay. And I want to just share a couple of things with you this morning. Um, in Matthew, the 25th chapter, beginning to 31st verse. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you who blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger or take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in naked, and you did not clothe me. Second in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, Well, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it not to me. You know, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, we're, as Christians, we're called to do acts of service. You know, he's talking about, you know, food, clothes, drink, visit me. You know, those are those are acts of service. Those are those are things we do as Christians, as a church. I believe we do acts of service. And I also believe we do acts of compassion and we do acts of sharing the gospel. Now, these all kind of I, I don't think you can actually separate them. You know, we kind of separate. Them. Well, it's acts of service and and sharing the gospel. But I believe as we do acts of service, we share the gospel. Maybe sometimes we actually get a chance. When we go to Kentucky, we pretty much are helping the people down there, okay? And most of the time, they're the ones that are going to get a chance to share the gospel, you know? And that's okay. That's okay. You know, I got to pray with the one lady that we fixed her doors in her house, you know. Um, I said, can I pray with you? And she said, yes, that'd be fine, which didn't surprise me, you know, Chances were she wasn't going to say no after we just fixed her doors. But, um, but you, know, um, you know, I didn't share the gospel with her. I got a chance to pray for her. And I know that Connie Boggs at the mission, when she goes, she shares with them. You know, she shares. So, you know, I believe as a church, we're called to do acts of service and compassion. And we're called to share the gospel. Jesus in the Great Commission says, go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, we're to do both. And I want to, I want to share a little bit because of that thought that somebody said, well, what do you do? Just, you know, I think we ought to do some things here. 
I want to share some things that we do here for maybe those that must not know. I, somebody asked the question, so I assume that they never heard me say this. Um, there's things that we do in our community that are acts of service. There's things that are acts of compassion. And there's things that we do where we get an opportunity to share the gospel. Um, one of the things that we partake in is God's storehouse as a church. We financially support God's storehouse. They are looking for people. Okay, so if anybody says, well, I wish I could do something, well, I can tell you and I can connect you to people at God's Storehouse. God's Storehouse is a ministry in Bradner. It started at the Lutheran Church in Bradner, St. James, um, 35, it's been a while. We were there at the time when it started. I don't know, it's been 35 years at least. And what they have is a food pantry and they give out food, they do um, food baskets in the in the fall at Thanksgiving time and also at uh, Easter. They do food baskets for people in the community. They also give help with needs um, financially. They help financially. So as a congregation, we support them financially. At this time, we have nobody that goes and physically helps them. We have nobody's, you know. So if anyone's interested in that, let me know. Let me know. Um, we also do the foster sharing kitchen. Now we talk about that. We do about four times a year. We go down and it just so happens that Jenny McDonald, who is our contact with the sharing kitchen, handed me the schedule for this, not this week, but, um, it's in, is it September? I forget it. It's coming up. And what we need is people willing to go down there and share food. You serve food. You go down, you stand behind a counter, and she fixes all this food, and you stand there, and you hand out whatever she fixes. People come through with a tray, and they get food, and you put it on their plate. We do it from 9 to about 11 o'clock, three times a week when it's our turn. And so what you do is you go down, and you stand there, and you, you just put food on a plate, you know. And there's probably, it depends on the time and the season and what's going on, but 30 to 50 people probably that come through. And people who have legitimate needs. I mean, these people are hungry. Some of them more than others. And they take food home with them, even some of them. because, Or maybe somebody will say, well, you know, I have a grandmother back home that can't get out of bed or can't this or that. Can I take something back to her? So it's a big need and it's something that we do. And I would encourage you, if you have opportunity and time, if that's something you'd like to do, please sign up in the back. Um. We also do the Salvation Army. Now, when I say we, this is a little bit different, but the Salvation Army has a branch in Wayne, Bradner, Rising Sun, and West Millgrove. And I've been overseeing that for about 25, 30 years. And what we do is the Salvation Army in Toledo budgets us $3,000 a year to help people with electrical or utility shutoffs. If they get a shutoff, they call and then we help them with their shutoff, $150 once a year to help towards their shutoff. Um, I do that. Susie Rao helps me, and Pat Martin uh, helps write out the vouchers and, and make the payments. Um, that's something that, you know, it's not exactly a part of the church, but it is sort of, be, well, it's me and Susie, and, you know, we do it for the Salvation Army, but, you know, it's something that helps the community. You know, it's an outreach to the community. Um, you know, we also, you know, one of the things we do that's that's pretty 
well known is uh, well maybe it's not Operation Christmas Child. You know we fill shoe boxes. Franklin Graham's ministry um, sends shoe boxes all over the world, and you you fix up a little shoe box, you put things in it for Christmas, and then it gets shipped all over. It has a track in it, and now they've just started doing the follow up. Once these boxes get to where they are, they actually do follow up, which I think is wonderful. Bob Bob Carpenter goes down to North Carolina. And he takes two busloads of people down there every year and goes down there and sorts at their main center and sorts all this, all these boxes that come in. So that's something else that we do as an outreach. You know, it's, it's an outreach around the world. Um, a lot of churches do it. You know, we're, lots of churches do it. It takes lots of churches to do this and to reach these children with, with gifts and the message. Um, we support the mission in Kentucky. We just were down there. Um, Living Waters is with Connie Boggs, and we support her financially and with food and hygiene items. Um, Bob's going down this fall, go down in the spring. We send food and things down there that then they send out into the community. She delivers this hand. She takes these things, puts them in her car, and delivers them to these people's homes. So she has opportunity to share the gospel. She talks to these people. She gets relationships with these people. She knows these people, you know, Um like I say, we, we probably don't get that hands-on because, you know, we're a, kind of a stranger down there just doing these things. But Connie's the one that really has the door to go in there and talk to him. And uh, we also go down and do some projects for her and, and in the community. Um, Laurel Mission, where Nathan is, where the youth go. Um, Nathan runs this mission, and he has a food pantry where people can come and get food, and he has a clothing distribution they can come and pay a little bit of nothing if they can afford it to get clothes clothes that they need and uh and then he has these work projects and then the youth go out and you know do projects and this year we did something a little bit different um Connie didn't have a lot of projects so our adults went down and helped the youth and put that foundation on the house that after the youth had dug those dug those footers so you know, those are those are things that we do some right here hands on and some, you know, down in Kentucky. You know, we support a lot of missions. I'm not going to talk about those, but we support other missions around the world. I want to think about a little bit about outreach. And, you know, we do things like VBS, Bible school. You know, why do we do Bible school? We do Bible school for our children in our in our church. But we do Bible school as an outreach to the community. You know, it's an opportunity to reach other children that will come in and come to Bible school and an opportunity to meet their parents, to talk to their parents, get to know their parents. So it's not just, you know, for us, but it's an outreach. We have a community night afterwards where then we can meet people personally. You know, it's just an opportunity, an opportunity. You know, I want you to, Think about something. In America, it used to be when Sunday came, most people went to church. America now is not that way. Most people on Sunday don't even consider church. It's not even in their thought process. You know, people do not wake up and say, wow, I ought to go to church today. Well, maybe some once in a while. But basically, people just don't wake up and say, wow, maybe I ought to go to church today. It's not like it used to be. And so we have to you know, share the gospel where we have opportunity and people just don't come to us. You know, you got to go to them. Now, that means you personally in your workplace, at school, 
you know, your neighbors, wherever you might get an opportunity to share with somebody. Otherwise, how are they going to know? The Bible says, how are they going to know unless someone goes? You know, somebody's got to go. If America's going to turn around, it's going to be up to the church. It's up to us. Now, you can blame the politicians. You can blame everybody else. But I'm going to tell you something. If it's going to get better, it's going to be because of God's people. And that's us. It's up to us. And we can sit back and say, well, it'll be okay. Or we can sit back and here's what really bothers me. Probably something really bothers me. Or we can sit back in our churches and have a good time, enjoy fellowship with one another, have all kinds of good things going on while the world goes to hell and our country with it. And then we all say, wow, what's wrong? What's wrong? When I was a kid, I remember when people, I remember. It's not like that no more. You might as well quit worrying about it. It's not like that. But it's up to us. It's up to us. You know, and one of the things, you know, this morning was we were singing, you know, you talked about in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the storm. We're going, you know, I think we're in a storm. Personally, I think we're in a storm in our country. There's, you know, our culture, that's a big storm. And it's time for the church to roar. We sit back, we go, oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. What are we going to do? You know, it's time to roar, folks. We've got to be heard. You know, we got, we've got the good news. And so we need to see opportunities, you know, when we do these things. The fall party, we do a fall party. Why do we do a fall party? Because it's fun. We have a hayride, you know, we get blow-up toys, we have food, and we have, we'll have fun. That's okay, we need to have fun. Our purpose is to reach others. Our purpose. You know, whether it's just because they know us because we do that or they get come and see it or they experience, wow, that was good. I don't care, but our purpose is to reach others. To reach others, to make a difference. Um, you know, Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. You know, we do Wednesday night. We teach our children. But we also use it as an opportunity for outreach. You know, it's an opportunity for outreach. It's extremely important in my eyes that we have a meal together. For us, no, nobody's starving. We're all, we're all doing well. Matter of fact, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get that food and take it down to the Methodist church and put out food and eat food together. But it's important because we're influencing children who are coming. And they're a part of a family that they're never a part of. Something they will never see. And they're only going to see it if they come and we're there. Now, we come for, we have Bible study, we teach, we sing. It's a good time and we learn. But don't ever forget that it's outreach. That, you know, that's it. When it quits being outreach, it'll just become a club. And that's the problem with a lot of churches. They become clubs. And, you know, fellowship is great. Doing things together is great. And I think we should. But it's not a club. It's not a club. We have mission. We have purpose. God's called us. And we're to be the salt of the earth. If it's not us, who is it? And then it also, it's you personally. You know, it's not like, well, 
the church does it or it's the church's job. It's the church's job to reach out. It's the church's job to share. It's our responsibility as individuals. Our responsibility. What's God called you to do? Who's God want you to share with? Who are you to share with? Do you care that your neighbor's going to hell? Does that bother you? What about your family? Do you care? Do you care? Does it matter? It should. It should. You know, Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Everlasting life. Life everlasting. And so we need to we need to really see what are we all about? What are we all about? Yeah, we support missions all over, but you know, I'm not saying we do enough. I'm not bragging. You know, we do what we do. We could do more. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what we do. That's who we are. And pray that God shows us what we show, should do. You know, I'll just be honest with you. You know, we, I, Mary and I, others sometimes have big discussions about should we build a building? You know, that's kind of you're like, should we build a building? I don't know. You know, and, you know, to be honest with you, I have no answer. I don't know. But one thing I see, one thing, and just something to think about, and I'm not, this is not trying to sway anything, but it's just a fact. When you're not building a building, you got more to do to share with others. It gives you opportunities to share with others. Now, if the day comes we can't meet here, then we'll figure that out. But, you know, we have opportunity financially, you know, we can do things. We can do, we can share. We can reach out, you know. And I think sometimes we need to really, okay, Lord, how do you want us to do it? What should we do? You know, we do what we do, but is there more? I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever meet God's expectations or fulfill them. I know he's always got more than what we'll ever do. So it's okay, Lord, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? That's my big question. What does he want you to do? What does he want you to do? You know, we got people that go to nursing homes, you know, um, get involved in children's programs, not here. That's wonderful. What does God want you to do? Could be here, could be somewhere else. It's okay because we're called to reach out and to share the gospel. And that's our call. That's our mission. That's what God wants us to do. So I just pray, you know, that if you had a question that helps you, but also that you consider, think about, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, we always joke, you know, God said, Isaiah, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. You know, and my joke always is, you know, here am I, send Tom, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, it's no, here am I, send me. You know, it's not here am I, send somebody else. It's here am I, send me. What am I to do? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you'd speak to our hearts, Lord. Just help us as a church to know what it is you want us to do. Lord, we know your will, how you want us to reach out. But Lord, help us also to see what it is you want us to do as individuals. Lord, it's, it's not difficult. It's not always so big. Sometimes it's so little that we overlook it. But Lord, it's big when it's somebody else that we might just need to smile and give them an encouraging word or share your word with, or just share our testimony with them. How we've tasted and seen, just like Linda shared today, you know, as we taste and see that the Lord is good, we share that. And we encourage others, and we help them to see that they can taste and see also.
So, Lord, we pray you just speak to our hearts. Lord, help us to hear from you. Help us to know. Help us to know what you want us to do. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. Lord, if anyone needs prayer this morning, Lord, I encourage you to let them come up and let the prayer team pray for them this morning. Lord, we just thank you for that. Be with us in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.